You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. All right, it is so good to be here. And as, as Lena and I and Elizabeth was driving into uh, Redondo Beach, and starts, tears start coming down my eyes. And just thinking about you guys and uh, just uh, all the great memories here as well. But and then I started driving. I go, oh man, that's where I got to fight with that guy. That's where I got. That's where Jackie rebuked me. I was just kidding. <laughs> so it is so good to be back here. <laughs> so all the mixture of memories. I was just kidding. But uh, this is home. Like uh, Steve said, uh, we came off the mission field, and uh, I think the reason why I'm so emotional is just that's why we came off the mission field. And God is so good. Like even just that song, he knew exactly where to put us. And uh, this is home for us. And this is where we came back, landed, and so many great memories, so many great relationships here. And um, just, I just want to thank you for being there for Lena and myself and for our girls uh, as uh, they were growing up here in the, the best place to grow up. So thank you so much. All right. Well, you've changed a few things since I've been here. Uh, this is awesome. It's like, this is a great, great place, and I'm uh, so grateful uh, to be here. I know you've been working off this book, and two of my favorite things to talk about, God, and number two, food. I mean, I, this is, what a great combination of these two things together, and uh, Meal with Jesus, and we're going to talk about, we're going to work off a passage that is very dear to me, um, talking about two sets of siblings today, and as Dinner with Jesus, what is better? And really, that is the title of our lesson today. And, you know, it's amazing how, you know, God can talk about all these amazing things, right? Big things, world-changing things. And yet, he goes back to having a meal together, or the context of a feast, or the context of food. Somehow, some way, God works that in. And I'm so grateful for that. I uh, want to go to the book of Genesis. And uh, here's a great passage, and he talks about you know, when Jacob got his children together, and as all good Asian, Middle Eastern parents, he just lists off all their accomplishments, and he goes, you know, for Judah, you're going to rule the world. You know, the scepter will never cease from Judah. Dan, he's going to be a great lawyer, you know, one day. Gad, he's going to be, he's going to play for the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders. And then he goes, Asher, he's going to be a great cook. I mean, all these different things. And he lists off Asher, and I've always thought about that, and just how important is uh, a meal uh, and food is uh, to God, and how he incorporates that uh, into ministry. But I want to thank so, so many of you guys here. Uh, Lena and I came back in 2008, and after about 14 years in the mission field, and uh, so great just to be here with Steve and Jackie. Uh, we, we served here for a couple years. And, you know, we were working on our marriage. I think there were a lot of things going on that were neglected off the mission field. We did some great things, but at the same time just felt really compelled to get the help that we need at that time. And I super appreciate you guys. And you guys were there with us in all those times to sitting together over a meal or a cup of coffee and helping us. And I want to thank the Wingies, too, and the Johnsons as well. And uh, so many, the Catunos uh, also. And so many of you guys that, you know, I just can't list off and how you've really helped us to, to be whole uh, coming back after 14 years of being on our own. And as Steve said, I mean, we moved a lot. And by uh, Elizabeth, by the time she was 12, uh, she had moved five countries 
10 times. So it was a lot of moves, and uh, it was great just to come back here. Thank you so much, Steve, Jackie. Love you guys. Uh, Jackie is like an older sister to me. And let me tell you, I knew, I knew it. I knew that was the reaction I was going to get, you know? So uh, here, let me just tell you a little bit. Let me, I, I went there. I got three older physical sisters, and, uh, and we're close, right? So one of my sisters, uh, one day she looked at me. She goes, Ken, you know what? I said, what? And she goes, uh, you know, I just, no I just noticed you don't have a figure. <laughs> I go, what, what do you mean by that? She goes, you kind of look like a fire hydrant. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And th that totally reminds me of you, Jackie. <laughs> that's why I put you in that category as my older sisters. Let's say a prayer. Uh, Father, so grateful to you to be home. Uh, this is home. And uh, pray that I don't lose it. Uh, just being up here, just seeing so many friends and family. And love you so much, God. I, this group makes me believe in that scripture that you put the lonelies in family. You will give a hundred times as much and are so grateful to you. Bless our time together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So after we left the ministry, I uh, got a job, worked in this company called BDK, and CJ is here. And uh, our goal was to help build, oh, uh, let's go back, help build a global floor mat company. And that uh, was great working together. It's called BDK. And uh, our model was... Uh, Go ahead, step on us. <laughs> so, uh, we spent a few years doing that. That was great. And, and just for a limited time offer, if you talk to CJ today, if you order more than $5,000 today, today only, you get 7% off. So just keep that in mind, all right? And then uh, during that time, I also went back to school. It's always been a dream of mine to go back to school. So I went back and, to Pepperdine and just to get a graduate degree there. And uh, me and Brian did that together. That was a lot of fun, just being Brian and with the Craigs. Um, I was always laughing because we were the oldest guys in class. And you know, at the beginning, they always ask you, tell us a little bit something about yourself. And we're around these kids. And, and I'm always like the one, I'll bet you I'm the only one with an AARP card in here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and a colonoscopy appointment next week. <laughs> you know, so I got a lot of stuff going on. But Brian and I had such a good time together. We were, all, we were like the Muppets, you know, those two geezer guys in the back? Like, like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that was great hanging out. So we did that for a little while and then uh, went back to the west side. And I know that there's some stragglers on the west side in here. Uh, so it was great to see you guys. <laughs> what are you doing here? But anyway, it's great to see you guys. <laughs> but did that for a while and then uh, just grateful to be there. And I think we're very proud of the work there. And I think from all the healing that we got and all the things that we went through, I think God really set us up to be able to go back to the West Side and, and work with that church there. But here we are now, uh, as you can see, uh, that's our family. This was last year at Elizabeth and Ron's wedding. And uh, as you can tell that, uh, you know, our kids married uh, guys just like their dad, tall and... <laughs> And handsome, man, tall and handsome, you know, just tall and handsome, you know. Well, one out of two ain't bad, all right? One out of two ain't bad. Uh, right now, we are in the Sac Metro Church. It's a great, great place. We love it. I think it's, we moved back there just to be closer to my mom, who turned 90 uh, this past year, so it's been great up there, and just to hang out there. Our theme for the year is renew. 
And coming back from just uh, the COVID and the pandemic, we just felt like it's such a great time. The theme is renew, but we really use that RE, the prefix, in a lot of ways. You know, it's a great opportunity to reimagine what church looks like, Amen. to integrate technology, and we're in the midst of a great communication revolution, right? Not just information, but communication. And uh, re you're just reimagining, renew, and, and honestly, also to revive. Uh, I think some of the faith in the last few years and reimagine, rethink, do things and, and uh, just to revive as well. I love this passage. This is kind of our theme scripture in Sac Metro. It says that his intent was that now, as messed up as we are as people and all the crazy things that we go through, all of our weaknesses and all of our struggle, the Bible says his intent was that now through the church. Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realm. We are the people that God has chosen. We are the, as messed up as we are. And you know your weaknesses, and I certainly know mine. As messed up as we are, God says, you are still my people. Amen. I'm going to use you to change the world. I love this passage because it talks about diversity. And it talks about these different things that we, we are, you know, God pulling the church together. And, you know, since we're talking about meals, right, I consider, like, God's church is like a great soups. I don't know about you guys, I love soups, right? And I know in America, you know, we talked a lot about the melting pot, but I think it's actually different than that. I think it's a vegetable soup, beef soup, where you have all these different characteristics. You got the carrots, and you got the peas, and you got the beef, and all these things come together they keep their distinct individuality, if you will, but they come together and make something that is better than themselves. And that's what the church is. That's exactly what the church is. And it's so great that we get to learn about each other. And as we celebrate Juneteenth uh, this, past, this next week here, and in addition to Father's Day, that is God's vision for our church still. Still. And we're going to look at some passages today to, to talk about just some of us, you know, we've gotten older. It's been 10 years, more than 10 years since we've been here. And, uh, you know, Calvin and Elaine, they look exactly the same. And it makes me wonder what they do. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's an anesthesiologist, right? So anyways, you know, it's just, just, but we've gotten older. We've taken more hits. And I think God cares about us. And we're going to look at that today. A meal with Jesus today. And uh, we'll be working out of Luke chapter 10, and we'll read this together, and I have three points. It says, as Jesus and his disciples are on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. He had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. It's a term of endearment, a little bit of a chiding there. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. It will not be taken away from her. It's a choice that we make. You know, ostensibly, this passage is talking about what? 
ordering our private lives, right? Ordering things and making sure that we don't get too busy. And we live in a world that is super busy. We have more information now than ever. I remember when I was a kid, my dream was to get, remember? I'm dating, getting the encyclopedia set, remember? remember? And we were poor, right? We grew up poor, so you only buy one at a time. Like you do your collections, like 32 of them. Now with a $15 internet, you can get information anywhere, anytime. So the transition becomes not just information, but what to do with that information. And the wisdom to really take that information, that wealth of information, and make it to good use, right? We live in a society today where we celebrate this guy. This guy is known as the beer guy. I know it's Moza is a big uh, golf fan. Well, they actually gave him a contract, a commercial contract, because he stood there watching Tiger Woods, and he didn't bother taking out his iPhone to take a picture, and he stood there enjoying the moments. Just enjoying the moment with his beer, and he became kind of like a national hero, if you will. He's known as the beer guy. If you look up the beer guy, that's what he is. We live in a world today where we don't only watch one channel, but YouTube came out with something where you can watch four sports events at the same time. At the same time, right? So we live in a busy world. So it seems like that's what we're talking about through that passage about how to order our lives, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. It's figuring out what is better. In the midst of all these choices, learning from God's word and how to figure out what is better. Amen? All right. We have three points. Number one, recognize. We need to learn to recognize what is better. Number two, to repent from things that are not. And number three, to remember what we already have. What we already have. There was a story in the mission field that I remember to this day. We have some good friends of ours. They are extremely, extremely wealthy. And here, here's how they got extremely wealthy. They were poor farmers in Cambodia. And during the planting season, their neighbor said, I don't have any money for seeds. Can you loan us some money? So the father said, well, we don't have that much money neither. But what we have, we'll share with you. So loan the people some money. The next season came back, and they didn't, their crops didn't grow very well, so they didn't have anything to repay that family. True story. They were friends of ours. True stories. And uh, they said, I, I, I don't have any money to pay you back, but what I do have, I'll give it to you. I found this rock in my farm, and it, looked, it looks a little bit, it looks interesting. Can you keep this instead of money? What choice that our friends had, right? No choice. So yeah, well, give me the rock, we'll take it. Did not know what it was. Stuck it in a cupboard for a few months. And then they got curious. So they took it down and they brought it to a local jeweler or something like that to get it appraised. And the jeweler says, it's impossible that it's that big. It's impossible. We've never found a ruby that big before. It must be fake. It must be fake. Stuck it in the cupboard again, right, for a few months. And then they go, you know, before we throw this thing out, maybe we should bring it somewhere outside of the country. They brought it to Hong Kong to get it appraised. Turns out, one of the greatest, biggest rubies ever found in the country. And the rest is history. They became wealthy. They cut a piece of it. They sold it to the crown prince, I think, in in Saudi Arabia. Started a company called Tianpo, which is in Chinese meaning heavenly treasure that came down from heaven. Multi-rich people uber rich right 
and we've known them, and we're good friends. And you know, they say that when people are rich, they're not happy. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a total lie. Every time I see them, they're pretty happy. Like every, every time, every time, almost every single time, right? Lena and the, and the wife, they had kids together. You know, this is when Elizabeth was small. And uh, they had the best stuff. This is their stroller, made in Switzerland, right? Incredible stroller. It's got like little magnet, you know, whatever, all that stuff. Look at them. They're so happy. Look at the kid. They're like super, super happy. Well, Lena and I, we, we had this stroller for Elizabeth. It was made in Vietnam, you know, uh, out of B-52 bomber recycled metal, you know, and, uh, and we didn't have a mobile or anything like that, it didn't have attachments, so we, 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 we made our own mobiles. It was, it was these unexploded grenades from the Vietnam War that Elizabeth played with, and then, uh, you know. But Elizabeth got wise to it, and she, she was not very happy. And she's like, I think she, I think she was saying, oh, it's dangerous, Dad, it's dangerous. And, but, but, but a girl can dream, right? She can dream and look forward to maybe a better stroller in the future. Maybe, maybe your kid can have a better stroller, Elizabeth, right? So we're talking about two sets, right? There's, here's what I think, right? I know what happened to that family who took the, the, the ruby. I've always wondered about the guy who gave it away. I know what happened to the people who took it, but what happened to that guy that had it in his little sweaty palms, didn't realize what he had, and gave it away? I think that's a lot of problems with us. We don't recognize what we have. We don't. And we have to learn over and over and over again to recognize what is better. Amen? And to pray about it, to think about it, and to recognize Two sets of siblings we're going to be talking about today. You know, that was Mary and Martha. This is uh, uh, two brothers and, uh, and a father, since this is Father's Day. It says, when he came to census in Luke chapter 15, talking about the parable of the lost son, after spending all of his money, wasting it all away, the inheritance that his father gave him, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against you, heaven, and against you. See, sometimes we need to go through things to recognize what is better. And for this kid, he finally figured it out. He says, here I am, I'm sitting around eating pods. I remember what my father had and the graciousness and the love of my father. I love this passage here because it's talking about something that. I think that as a church community, we always need to remember, right? And we're going to talk about that in the next point about repentance. But it's part of recognizing what is better. It is part of recognizing what is better. We can't go away from that. We know that God is good, but we don't know how good until we see where we're at. He finally saw it, and he said this line that is amazing to me, and I've thought about this for a long time. He says, I have sinned against heaven... When we sin, we break the cosmic law of God. It's not just, you know, today in our, our world today, it's like, hey, no harm, no foul. But the person who recognizes what is better, recognize that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. That they realize 
that we matter, we make a difference in this world. And it's not just, I get to do whatever I want, I leave and no one cares. That is not true. He goes, I've sinned against heaven. I, I, there's something that, even though no one sees, I know in my heart of hearts, I've sinned against heaven. And the second part, I've sinned against you. It's personal. I've hurt you. It's a relational thing. I've broken this relationship, this trust that you've given me. And he goes, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But his father said to the servant, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. The real father. Bring the fattened calf. Here it is again, the meal. And kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The kingdom is about celebration. It's a celebration of people coming back to God. It's a celebration of people recognizing what is better. It's a celebration of an amazing feast that God has for us and wanting so bad to kill the fattened calf so that when we do come back, they began to celebrate. That's what the kingdom is all about. Amen? Amen. Recognize what is better. Recognizing what is better. Well, sometimes we need to repent from things that are not. You know, the Bible says that Martha, you know, was just busy and concerned about so many things, the Bible says. So many things. We get so distracted in our world today that we lose sight of what's really, really better. So they were celebrating and having a good time, but it's always like, meanwhile, right? <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> right? Meanwhile, I'm having a great time. But meanwhile, someone is stewing in the corner. It's easy to recognize the sins of the younger son, right? The pods that the pigs were eating, wild living. But there's another kind of sin that is equally evil, and it's insipid in our hearts that if we don't deal with it, it can destroy us, just like the younger son. Just like the younger son. And if we don't recognize, if we don't repent from what is not important, not what is not better, right? Then we become like this older son. Now, I've been a Christian for over 33 years, and over the years, I've become less critical of the older son because I've realized that I've become just like him. I've learned how to clean up all the outward stuff, but on the inside, there's just a lot of stuff inside that is still going on that I need to work on all the time. Amen. Under the auspices of a great loving God. Amen? Amen? Under the auspices of a loving God. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and he asked him, what was going on? He didn't even bother to go in. There's that distance that he kept. Didn't even look at his brother in the face. Didn't even look at his father. He sent someone else. And I know that we just came out of a pandemic where, you know, we had to be, you know, separated for a little while. But now we're back. Let's not give up in a habit of meeting together. Because there's something about being together and seeing each other face to face, sharing a meal together and talking together. I know for me, sometimes if I have stuff going on against somebody and I'm not by myself, it just gets worse and it stews. But when I see that person, it helps me go, why was I so mad at my brother? 
Why did I keep all these things in my heart? Amen? Don't be like the older brother in this sense. The older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered to his father, look, all these years. You feel that way sometimes? How many contributions have you given? Right? How many things that we've given up? Right? All these years I've been slaving and these words really betrays his heart or being honest with his heart. All these years I've been slaving for you, never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I can celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitute comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. He was really hurting. Really hurting. You know what I love about this story? God. God's amazing. The younger son needed to do what he needed to do. He needed to go out, get beat up a little bit, and understand what is better. The older son, he did all these things, but his heart was really hurting. And you know what's interesting about this story? The father went out to this guy. The father actually reached out to the older son, let the younger son go and figure things out, reach out to the older son. So tender, so amazing. A true father. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great things or matters too wonderful for me, but I have calm and quieted myself. There are a lot of things going on in this guy's heart. Last. We need to remember that we already have the most important thing. Sometimes we forget, right? And we give it away. Just like that farmer somewhere in Cambodia who's still farming. <laughs> you know, it's just stealing away. You know, God remembers. Sometimes we think that no one remembers what we do. God does. God, go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem in Jeremiah chapter 2. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. I remember. God remembers. This is really an ode to the older folks in here that have been around, that have given so much over the years. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride, you love me and you follow me through the wilderness, through a land not yet sown. God says, I remember. I remember everything that you did. You went with me to a land where there was really pretty rough, pretty rough times, but you were faithful to me. No, it wasn't easy, but you were faithful to me. And I appreciate my wife. I think about my wife um, all the time. And uh, true to form, uh, you know, Jackie turned to me and she goes, yeah, you dragged her all over the place, kid. <laughs> so I pinched her. Uh, that's what brothers do, right? After this, in Genesis, the Bible says, so what happened was that Abram had made a really good choice to go and save his nephew Lot. He gave Lot the best inheritance, and then he squandered it, he messed it all up, and had to go out and rescue him. And he comes back, and God says, I'm really proud of you, Abram. I'm really proud of you. You made the right choice. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. says, do not be afraid, Abram. Do not be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. I myself am your reward. Not things, not a job, not all these things that you think that you want. I myself 
am your best friend. Isn't that cool? And it soothed Abram. Is that what we want today? Is God good enough for us? Is God enough to calm and quiet our souls? It should be. And I think that's what the whole story of Mary Martha is all about. Jesus says, I am here with you. Don't worry about those other things. Yes, they need to be taken care of, but that's not the most important thing. Amen? Let's realign. And that's what we're going to close out here. And that's what the Father does. That's what the Father did. This is perhaps to me one of my favorite passages in all of the Bible. I don't have a lot, but this is one of them. He comes to the Son and he realigns the relationship. He realigns, he uses his authority here and he sets things straight between the two sons. My son. Whew. My son. The father said, you are always with me. Always. And everything I have is yours. You and I are set to inherit the whole universe. I got this, God says. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours he resets the relationship. And he goes, I don't care what you think on this one. He is your brother. You are my son. Your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And he resets his family. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Isn't that cool? We're going to get ready for our communion here. And I want us to think, as on this Father's Day, who is our father? Who is ultimately our father? And who is our older brother? You know, this brother here, he's an imperfect human being. Who is our true older brother? Jesus himself. Amen. Jesus is our true older brother. Amen? Let's close out this passage and we'll, we'll pray. He is the one that we proclaim. He's the one. Admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully perfect, mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all of his energy in Christ, so which in Christ, which so powerfully works in me. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters of South Bay, West Side, and wherever you are online, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord all these years wrestling with people, helping people to repent. That's part of conversion. Repent and be baptized. Helping people change. Now, God does the rest, but if you look at the Bible, there's always a participation, a human agency. There's always human decision in repentance. Amen? Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful to you that we can take communion together, sharing this feast together. And uh, Father, to drink and to eat of the body and the blood of Christ. Thank you so much for being our true father. Thank you so much, Jesus, for being our true brother. We love you. We take this as we think about you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit 
southbaychurch.us. 